This is a story about a name. The name of a battle, to be precise. Actually, it's a story about a battle of epic proportions. A battle between two of the baddest men that walked the planet. Two men who summoned the very gods themselves to fight on their behalf. What name do we give this monumental encounter? It is known as the Battle of the Fingernails. Yes, that's right, fingernails. Now come close to the fire, my friends, and let me tell you the story of my kukutea, the Battle of the White Fingernails. Manaya was fast approaching the stronghold of Ngātoroirangi on Mōtiti Island, eager to avenge the losses that he suffered back in Hawaii. At the Battle of Ihumotomotokia, the Battle of the Bruised Noses, Manaya mistakenly thought that the gods had delivered his enemy on a platter. His enemy, Ngātoroirangi, appeared on the great hangi oven at Waikoraka, blood streaming from his nose. It was, of course, a cunning ruse, a kuratopuni, to lure Manaya and his men to their deaths. Manaya escaped to raise another army, but was again forced to rout at the battles of Tarai Fenuakura and Kapapa. Fourth time round, it was Manaya's turn to catch his brother-in-law off guard. Manaya had assembled three wakatauwa brimming with bloodthirsty warriors who had sailed from Hawaii to avenge themselves upon Ngātoroirangi and his people. Manaya's wife, Kuiwai, a sister to Ngātoroirangi, had undercooked a meal and Manaya, feeling slighted, cursed Kuiwai. He likened her sparing use of firewood to cook the meal to the sacred ones of Ngātoroirangi. An unforgivable curse. That's how it all started and Manaya was determined to end it all. He and his Tauwa had been travelling for days. Now, with the island in sight, Manaya began preparing for the final assault. Knowing that Ngātoroirangi was a fellow tohunga, Manaya knew that the first wave of attack would be Karakia. The crew began their final preparations. The waka formed a single file to conceal numbers and to mitigate the casualties of an attack. All the warriors discarded their hoi, throwing them to the middle of the waka. They then changed their positions by dropping to one knee and raised their fingers in front of their faces as Manaya began to utter his karakia. All the fingernails of the warriors burst into flames, lighting the ocean with a pathway of fire. Ngātoroirangi, sensing the use of magic, immediately awoke and ran to the cliff face. In his hands were two hue that he carefully placed at his sides. The fingers of the warriors burnt a brilliant white, 
They pointed their fingers towards Ngātoroirangi at the top of the cliff. The flames on their fingers launched into the air like a volcano, spitting molten balls of fire. Hundreds of fireballs hurtled towards Ngātoro, who then grabbed one of the hue and called out to Tūpai, a son of Tangaroa. Ngātoro smashed the hue, spilling the water out onto the ground. From the water rose a figure, Tūpai. He immediately gestured to the lapping tides of the surf below, causing a tsunami of water to rise from the surf. Each flame sizzled as it was extinguished by the great wall of water. Seeing that the element of surprise was well and truly over, Manaya called upon his wind god, Tūkārairai, to gird them for battle. Sails fluttered in the breeze, and the ships pulsed forward as the wind grew in strength, heralding the arrival of the great Tūkārairai. Ngātoroirangi smashed the other hua, releasing a wind that swirled all around him, as if it was stretching its legs. Tahiapawa descended upon the waka to face off against his brother Tūkārairai. Both winds pulled at the fibre sails of two of the waka. The mainsails detached from the mast and settled around each wind warrior, encasing them in full battle armour. Kahutoi now adorned their shoulders, Pōtai sat atop their brows, Tātua clinched around their waists and Kahupapa around their forearms. The wind warriors stood on guard. In full battle regalia, they began to taunt each other. Their bodies rippled with electricity. They both snapped off the masts of the waka. Lightning bolts shot from the heavens and lightning struck the masts, turning each rako into a deadly god killer. Aputahi Apawa and Tsukarairai encircled one another. Each wind warrior spinning their rako around their bodies, waiting for the other to make a move. The circling caused the whirlpool to form, and the moving waka surrounded the warriors, creating a fighting ring. Both Manaya and Ngātoro were controlling the wind gods like avatars, and it was Manaya that attacked first. His god, Tūkārairai, leapt into the air, bringing his rako down upon Ngātoro's Aputahiapawa, which swiftly parried to the side. The rako of Tūkārairai slammed into the water, almost cracking in two, sending waves in opposite directions. Aputahiapawa spun his rako over his head and around his back and then forward in a reverse overhand maranga yareare. Tūkārairai raised his rako to block, but it was obliterated, leaving him open to a series of furious strikes to the head. Manaya, who was controlling Tukarairai, reacted as if it was his head being pummeled. Aputahiapawa grabbed the head of Tukarairai and thrust his rako through the mouth. Manaya, 
lost his connection to Tukar Rairai, who exploded, sending waves in all directions and knocking all of the warriors backwards in their waka. They were not far from shore, and Manaya knew that they needed to get out of the water quickly. He ordered his men to row for their lives. Their chant was cut short as Aputahi Apawa lifted his rako high into the air. He paused and afforded himself a grin before bringing his rako down upon one of the waka, stopping it in its tracks and sending the warriors tumbling forward. He then shoulder charged one of the other boats, almost causing it to capsize. One of Manaya's men hurled his hoi at Aputahi Apawa, but it flew straight through him. Aputahi Apawa lifted the brave warrior high into the air by the ankles and then dipped him into the ocean. With a mass of bubbles, the warrior kicked his legs, trying to escape. The water eventually turned red, and when the warrior was lifted out, only his twitching feet remained, dripping in blood. Aputahi Apawa dipped the feet into the ocean and swished them from side to side. Small incoming waves approached from all directions. Sharks! Mangopare! Hundreds of hammerhead sharks had smelt the invitation. Aputahi Apawa grabbed the waka in each hand and flipped it upside down. He then lifted the waka several feet into the air. Some of the warriors fell into the water, inciting the Mangopare into a feeding frenzy. The other warriors clung on for dear life as they saw the army of red-eyed Mangopare snapping at their feet. Some of the warriors were pulled to their deaths. Some scrambled desperately but were ripped away, leaving their fingernails embedded in the waka. Aputahi Apawa sent both waka flying into the air. He twirled his fingers in the ocean, which created two twisting water spouts, sending the last unfortunate warriors spinning off in different directions. Their bodies cracked as they hit the ocean and the possessed sharks ripped their bodies to shreds. Aputahi Apawa turned his attention to the final waka, where Manaya and the last of his warriors had almost made it to land. Kati! Aputahi Apawa smashed his fist down onto the centre of the waka. The taurapa lifted high out of the water and the warriors slid down into the mouths of the waiting sharks. The front half of the broken waka had flipped upside down and Manaya, the lone survivor, had managed to climb on. He watched in horror as the last of his taua were consumed. Manaya stood alone atop the capsized waka. The sea calmed and the red in the eyes of the hammerhead sharks dissolved back to normality as they retreated to the depths of the ocean. Manaya, for a brief moment, thought that he might be allowed to slip away into the darkness. Just as Tupai and Aputahi Apawa came up alongside him. Manaya saw Nga Toroirangi watching from the edge of the cliff and challenged him to a fight, man to man. 
Without hesitation, Ngātoroirangi propelled himself off the cliff edge, high into the air and over the rocks, plunging feet first into the ocean below. The top of Ngātoroirangi's head sped along the top of the water like a shark fin. He slowly rose out of the ocean on the front of a huge mangopare shark. He was leaning forward with his hands behind his back, like a pito whakareia, the warrior on the tauihu of a wakataua. When he was close enough, the mangopare flicked its head, sending Ngātoro flying through the air. When Ngātoro landed on the front of the capsized waka, it caused a seesaw effect, lifting the back of the waka, throwing Manaya forward. Manaya capitalised on the momentum and attacked Ngātoro with a flurry of old Pūmotomoto punches, an advanced fighting form of nerve strikes. Ngātoro was an expert at Pūmotomoto and anticipated Manaya, who was telegraphing moves. He easily evaded the strikes and countered with a series of poko, a good old-fashioned fist mash to the stomach, the sternum, and then uppercut to the jaw. He finished with a pūmoto, little finger struck to the neck, paralyzing Manaya. There was a moment of serenity as Tupai and Aputahi Apawa stared straight into the eyes of Manaya. Death was inevitable. The silence was broken by a flying fish that hurtled towards Manaya, biting off a piece of his shoulder. Another came gliding through the air and took a chunk of flesh from his face. The water around the waka bubbled violently as hundreds of flying fish launched through the air, each taking a bite. Manaya was devoured in a matter of seconds. The fish ate him so fast, bones and all, that no part of his body could fall back to the waka. Ngātoro clenched his fist, instructing Tūpai to lift Manaya's waka and hurl it at the rocks on the island of Motiti, causing it to splinter into little pieces. Aputahi Apawa and Tūpai returned to Ngātoro, who then captured them, placing them in two hue before returning them to the safety of his whare. In the morning, Ngātoro went down to the beach and saw the remains of the waka, as well as the hundreds of scattered fingernails. Some were still embedded in the broken pieces of the waka. They were all white, scorched by the fire spell of Mahuika. Everything else was eaten, bones and all. Just the fingernails remained. The word maikukutea is a glimpse into the ingenious minds of our tipuna that could capture a battle of magic and cleverly conceal it in a single word. Maikukutea. Maikukutea, the white fingernails, is deeper than it first appears. It is a CSI level clue, literally genetic evidence of what took place at Mōtiti Island many centuries ago. This whole story has simply been about unravelling that clue. Paki kehua, he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a 
na te māngai pāho i tautoko. Pakikehua, brought to you by Te Wānanga o Aotearoa with funding from Te Māngai Pāhoa.